this book of Revelation, I know to many people it is a very difficult book to understand. But you'll notice it says in the opening verse, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now the word revelation, or English word revelation, means the unveiling or the uncovering or to make manifest. It is used in the scriptures of the uncovering of something that is hidden or is previously unrevealed. Something that man would be incapable of himself to find out. You'll notice it doesn't say the revelations of John the divine or the revelations of Jesus Christ. It says the revelation. Because it is one complete revelation. And the revelation is all about him. It's all about Jesus Christ. Do you remember they cried out and they said, Sirs, we would see Jesus. And friend, he's the answer to all of our need tonight. And you need to get your eyes upon him. You can look at others and be disappointed. But thank God you... Behold the Lamb of God, and thank God you'll not go away disappointed because he taketh away the sin of the world. And so the revelation here, it's a revelation both from Christ and, and it's all about Christ. Now John is on the isle called Patmos, and he's there because of his testimony for the Lord Jesus. He has remained faithful to the Lord Jesus. He's suffering persecution because of that Love for Christ. We find indeed that this was a time of intense persecution. And as I said, John was exiled away from other Christian fellowship. You know, it's always a blessing to have Christian fellowship. I never understand how that a child of God is not longing for fellowship amongst the people of God. Because we're not to forget the assembling of ourselves together. And yet it's amazing, John was not in this island called Patmos or away in his own because he wanted to be. No, he was away from the fellowship of others because of his persecution, because of his testimony for Christ. He was put there. But the amazing thing is this, man put him there to distress him or disappoint him. But it was there the Lord met with him. You know, it's amazing that sometimes it's in those difficult, hard days that the Lord draws graciously and more wonderfully near than ever before. And the Lord draws graciously near to John and he reveals things which are to come. What a revelation. And I have no doubt that whenever John had this revelation from the Lord, friend, he got a real comfort in knowing that even though it seemed he was all alone and nobody else wanted to be associated with him and he couldn't associate with others who professed the name of the Lord Jesus, yet he was not alone. And something else, he was on the victory side. He's on the winning side. And that's what God revealed to him on that isle called Patmos that in Christ we're on the victory side. What a comfort it is to the people of God today. As we look around a world that seems to 
They're going fast to hell. And yet, my friend, it's good to know that, listen, God is still on the throne. And that he will remember his own. His promise is true. He will not forget you, for God is still on the throne. And whenever this revelation was given to John, look at verse number 3 of chapter 1. It says, Blessed is he that readeth. Now the word blessed is happy. Happy. I love that hymn. The children of the Lord have a right to shout and sing, for their way is growing bright. Listen, the world's shouting tonight, and it's about nothing. And yet God's people are so silent, and yet we have a message to proclaim. We have a message that, my friend, is the answer to man's need. There's men and women that are in bondage, and thank God, we have a message that brings freedom. He whom the Son sets free, hallelujah, is free indeed. We have a message for those who are dead and trespassing in sin, and thank God, it's what about life. For Jesus says, I'm come that you might have life. Have something else, you might have it more abundantly. Abundant life in Jesus Christ. And so we're happy. Blessed is he that readeth. Now the word readeth there, it is the word about public reading. In other words, to read aloud. And that's what I've been doing tonight. There's a blessing as I have read God's precious word. I trust that as you have even Follow the reading of God's word tonight before even I bring a word uh, of exposition and by the help of God. But listening to God's word, you've been blessed. Blessed is he that readeth to read publicly the word of God. Oh, you know, it's tragic. There are many services in Ulster today that wander under the name of religion and yet they never had a chapter of the Word of God read together. Listen, perhaps just was a few words. And the preachers mumbled a few others. And the service is over. They're missing the blessing. Blessed is he that readeth. Look at the verse again. It says, and blessed are they that hear the words of this prophecy. In other words, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Set the Spirit. And that means more than listening to God's word, friend. That hearing that's mentioned there in that verse, it means not only listening with the ear, but accepting and applying the message to the heart to change our daily lives. And as I come to preach God's word tonight, I pray that the Spirit of God will take that word tonight and apply it to your heart. That you not look at somebody else and say, that's for him or that's for her. But may the Spirit of God say, that's for you. Listening. Listening to God's word. Accepting the word of God. God has given his precious word. It's the infallible. It's the inspired. It's the inerrant word of God, my friend. Listen, it cannot fail. It's not a word of a lie that God has given to his people. No, God's word is truth. It's forever settled in heaven. And therefore, we take the word of God and we apply the word of God to our hearts, accepting the authority of of the word of God. And when God says, you must be born again, friend, 
that's your must. It's not your might, it's your must. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby ye must be saved. Men and women tonight, that's the word of God. May God help you to accept it. May God help you to apply it. May the Spirit of God apply it to your heart. And may you come to salvation in Jesus Christ. Blessed is he that hears those that read. And then it says, and keepeth. And that means to attend to diligently or to guard as a treasure. The word of God. You know, we're richly blessed in Ulster. Thank God you can come to a preaching house where God's word is still read. Where God's men are still able to proclaim this old message of the gospel of redeeming grace. And with that blessing, my friend, let me tell you, I said to you, this is all about him. This book of Revelation is all about him. Now listen, John was on the Isle of Patmos. He's the one who's the pen man. But it's not about John. It's not about John, friend. John says, it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. And friend, that's most important. Because you miss Jesus Christ. And you'll go to hell. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, the life. Then he said this, no man, don't care who you are, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Friend, you need Jesus. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. And John, as he gets this revelation, it's all about the Savior. Notice, as you go down to verse number 5, first of all, we are saved by him. Look at verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and first begotten of the dead, and prince of the kings of the earth, unto him, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God. And to his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yes, it's all about him, him, him. Because we're saved by him. Notice where it starts, friend. Unto him that loved us. There's a lot of people tonight in this wee province of ours, and there are a lot of children going to bed tonight. And they don't feel loved. Somehow they're just thrown about in their homes and their families. Something missing. It's a mommy or daddy's love. There's nothing more precious, you know, than a little child putting their arms around your neck. Looking into a father or mother's face and saying those words. Daddy, I love you. I really love you. And that's what Jesus is saying. Sinner, I love you. I loved you so much. 
I love you not by words, but I love you by deed. I left heaven's glory. I came down into the sin cursing of time where I was despised and rejected of men. And they put me to the cross and they put a crown of thorns upon my head and they nailed my hands to the tree and my feet and then they put a spear into my side. But I did it for you. Notice, unto him that loved us. I'm sure you remember the words of little children's hymn. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. I don't care how old you get, friend. Never get away from that truth. Never get away from it. Never grow out of that truth. Listen, Jesus loves me. Sinner unlovely, unholy. And yet, God so loved me that he gave his darling son and sent him to the cross of Calvary to die for me. His passion, he loved me. But notice his pardon. Unto him that hath loved us and loosed us or washed us from our sins. There's his pardon. Do you remember the woman came to the feet of the Lord Jesus and she knelt down behind the Savior in Luke's Gospel, chapter 7? And Simon said within his heart, he said, you know, if that man really knew who she was, she's a sinner. And yet she allows him to wash his feet and dry his feet with her hair and wash his feet with her tears. And Jesus said to the woman, he says, woman, thy sins, yes, he knew about her sins. He says, thy sins, which are many. Yes, she was a deep-dyed sinner. The way she was a harlot was despised. People didn't want to know her. Here's the blessed Son of God and he looks at her and he says, Thy woman, thy sins, listen, I know about them. I know all about them because they're many. He knows all about your heart tonight. There's not one in this gathering tonight that can hide your heart from God. He knows all about you. He knows about your sin. See those things, young fella, that you did in the secret that nobody knows about. You think your parents know nothing about. Listen, don't fool yourself. He knows all about it. Older person. He knows all about the life you've lived. Tramping that road to hell in your sin. He says, thy sins which are many. Then he said this. They're forgiven thee. Forgive. Oh, the joy of sins forgiven. Oh, the peace of knowing that my sins 
which separated me from a righteous and a holy God, that God has forgiven me my sins. Yes, he's loosed me. The word washed is loosed me from him. You see, I was bound. I was in bondage. I couldn't get myself free. But thank God, he whom the Son sets free is free. Indeed. Notice, unto him who hath loved us and washed us from our sins. There we have the passion and the pardon. Notice the price in his own blood. The old hymn writer says, What can wash away my stain? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Maybe there's someone here tonight and you're baptized as a child. They dropped a few drops of water on your head. Maybe they even told you that somehow that made you a child of God and heir of a kingdom to joint heir with Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter, my friend, what they told you. It's not true. It's not true. Made you nothing, nothing else but a sinner. Because God says, there's no difference. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's why we need our sins forgiven. But that's why God sent his son, friend, to die for sinners, because the wages of sin was death. And Christ died for us. And he shed his life's blood to take away our sin. Notice the promotion. Verse number six. He hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. No wonder to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He hath made us kings and priests. Do you know who you are tonight in Christ? Child of God, don't let the world look down at you as if you were dirt. You're a child of the king. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You have been made into that. God has brought you into his family. As many as received him, that's Christ. As many as receive him, to them give he the power, the authority to become the sons of God. You're a child of God. Child of God. A joint heir. With Jesus Christ. Do you remember whenever the serpent spoke to Eve in the garden? And he drew attention to the tree that God had forbidden them to take the fruit of. And he said, you know, you look at it. Hath God said that you can't eat that tree? And then he said to her, you know, you think God's a good God? God's holding out on you, Eve, because God knows the day you take of that fruit, you'll become as God's. In other words, you'll become your own God. My, you take it, and my, it'll lift you up, and you'll become as God. Friend, when you read that chapter 3 of Genesis, it's not the elevation of man, it's the fall of man. 
But you see, when God saves you, thank God it lifts you. Because he hath made us. He hath made us. That's in Christ Jesus. We are made kings and priests unto God. I don't need a priest to confess my sins to. Thank God I bring my sins. And thank God to Jesus and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth me from all sin. And I can enter the throne room unafraid. Thank God the temple at the cross, the, the veil of the temple, it was rent from the top to the bottom. And the child of God is free access into God's presence. And you and I as poor, lost, guilty, hell-deserving sinners, when we come to Jesus Christ as a sinner and receive him as our Savior, thank God we become in Christ Jesus children of the King. And we can come to the throne and call him Father. You're my Father. You know why? Because you've told me I'm your child. Isn't that lovely? Isn't it lovely to know, friend, now are we the sons and daughters of God. We don't have to wait. Now, now, now are we the sons and the daughters of the King. And through Christ and in Christ, thank God, we're saved by him. Go down to verse 7 quickly. Thank God, secondly, we're looking for him. Because it says in verse 7, Behold, he cometh with tithes. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Didn't I tell you? It's all about him. It's all about him. You see, friend, not only did he save me, but thank God now that I'm saved, I'm looking for him. He says, behold, he cometh. You go on through the book of Revelation, come to the final chapter, and he says, behold, look, 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 John, I come quickly. You know what John said? Even so come, Lord Jesus. Tell me, are you longing for that day when Jesus Christ shall come? For he is coming again. Behold, he cometh. You know, that's not the first time that John heard that. Because in that upper room, before Christ went to the cross, and the disciples were gathered in that upper room, and they had that final, the last supper together. And we have the institution of the Lord's Supper, where Jesus broke the bread and the wine and gave to his disciples. He said, this do in remembrance of me. And in John chapter 14, 
Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, listen to this. He says, I will what? I'll come again. I'll come again. What did that mean? I'll come again and I'll receive you unto myself. And what did that mean? That where I am, there you may be also. I'm going to be with him. And I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him. Tell me, can you say like John, even so come, Lord Jesus? Let me ask you a question tonight. Up there in the gallery. Or downstairs here. Are you ready for him? Coming. The Lord Jesus said, you know, in the gospel, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. In other words, be ready for his coming. If you're looking for him, thank God then you're ready. You're ready for him. And you can honestly say, yes, Lord Jesus, even so come. Even so come, Lord Jesus. I remember a wee woman that I met in this church in a mission I held here some years ago. And she came down to Macrofelt to live in Macrofelt because I remember sitting up at the front and she said, Mr. McCray, could you get me? I want to come to your meetings. Could you get me to get into the fold in Macrofelt? And I was able to get her into the fold, and she was at every meeting. And you know, she started, and life, if there's a meeting on, she, Annie would always be there. But she was growing old. She was in her 90s. I remember going in to visit her, and she said to me, Mr. McRae, you know, I'm tired. I go up to the town and get my wee bits of groceries, and I come down. I always pray before I go up, but when I come down, I just kneel down at that wee seat there, and she says, and just thank the Lord for bringing me safely down again. And she says, you know, if there's no meetings on, I go to bed at night early. But before I go to bed, I go over to the window, and I'm about to pull across the blinds and pull the curtains. But I look up, and this is what you said. Maybe tonight, Lord. Maybe tonight. She wanted to go. Do you know why? She was ready. And the Bible says, they that were ready were done with him. And the door was shut. But listen, friend. In the story of the virgins, ten were, five were wise and five were foolish. And the five were shut in. They went in with him. They that were ready. 
but the five that were not. They were shut out. Now, where are you in that story? Be honest. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Listen, where are you in that story? Are you ready to go in with him? Or will you be shut out? Story of Noah. God said to Noah, come in, Noah. Come in. God said, come in. And he brought his wife and his sons and their wives. And then the Bible says, and the door was shut. And they were saved. And the ark of God's provision. But the world was destroyed. And those that laughed at Noah as he preached for 120 years and they thought he was a fool. Now they come to the door and the rain is coming down from heaven and their mockery is over and their laughing's over and their scoffing's over and they come to the door and they knock and say, come on Noah, open unto us. Come on, let us in. There's a problem. Noah didn't shut the door. And Noah couldn't open it. The Bible says, and the Lord shut the door. And friend, don't play around with the issue of your soul's salvation. For God says in that story in Genesis chapter 6, my spirit shall not always strive with man. And here you are in God's house and I praise God for you and I thank you from the depths of my heart that you have come tonight. But I'm asking you a question. Have you just come to Coleraine Free Presbyterian Church or have you come to Christ? Because let me tell you, no church can save you. But thank God Jesus saves. Time's away tonight. But one last thought. Turn the book of Revelation to chapter 14. Verse number 13, it says this. Chapter 14, verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right? Blessed or happy are the dead which die in the Lord. There's the hymn again, friend. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, they may rest from their labors and the works to follow them. Dying in him. Word of God tells us we all must needs die. And whether you like to think of it or not, friend, you're nearer that day than ever before. From you rose up this morning, you're heading closer to the day when you'll leave this world. 
But it says, blessed are the dead who die in him, in the Lord. What does the psalmist say? Psalm 23, we'll look to quote it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then it ends like this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Here's the secret. Thou, Lord, you're with me. He's with me in life, whatever it holds. Thank God he's with me in death. No matter how cold the waters of death may be. But he's with me. And then I'm with him. Happy are the dead who die in the Lord. Friend, is that you? If you close your eyes in death tonight and God says to you, young or old, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Tell me, will you be at home with the Lord? Are you sure? Friend, if you're not sure, I beg you in God's name, do not leave God's house without knowing for dead on certain that you're right with God, that you're ready to meet him, whether it be by death or whether it be by his return. Get ready. Yes, happy are the dead. Here's the last verse. John also recorded the Savior speaking. Because this is a revelation to John about Jesus. Turn back to the book of John. And one verse, chapter 8. Remember what is said there in Revelation? Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. But John chapter 8 and verse 21. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Notice, not die in the Lord, but die in your sin. And then it says this, whither I go, ye cannot. Now, my friend, I don't care. Your preacher may be called to your bedside or to your grave side. He may stand and give you the best of a homily about how wonderful you were. Not matter that. Not that. As if he never spoke. Because you're already out in God's eternity. You close your eyes in death. And that moment, 
absent from the body. And your family looks upon you. You're gone. But I'll tell you this, you're gone. Where? Gone where? Job says, man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost. And where is he? Where is he? And as your loved ones stand around that open grave, friend, and that clay is dropped upon your casket, and they ask the question, where is he? Where is he? Friend, you'll be where you are ready for. And if you're saved, you're happy, dying in the Lord, with him. But if you die unsaved, where he is, you cannot. Notice that word. This is Jesus speaking. You cannot come. You're not in heaven. So where will you be? The answer's in hell. In a Christless, lost, dark, sinner's hell. And the light of a day will never come. And the word of hope you'll never hear. But you're lost forever and forever and forever. There's no coming back. You're in hell where Christ is not. Forever. My last question. Tell me. Will you be in heaven? Is that where you're going tonight? If God calls, now. You're going to heaven. Are you going to die in your sin? And go to hell. Remember, he loved me. He loved us. He gave his blood a ransom for us. He's able to loose us and cleanse us from our sin in his own blood. If you come as a sinner to Jesus, Will you? Or will you just walk away? Don't turn your back on Christ, friend. For Jesus said, the man who did that, God said, thou fell. Thou fell. Let's bow our heads.
Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the solemnity of thy word. Realize that life at best is very brief. It's like a falling of a leaf. It's like the binding of a sheaf, and men and women need to be in time. There's those who have made it to this meeting house tonight, and we thank you, Lord. They're here. But, oh, God forbid, they'll miss heaven. Don't let one die in their sin and be lost forever. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I may give you an invitation. Will you come to Jesus? You say, preacher, how can I come? You come as you are. You come as a sinner. And you ask the Lord Jesus to be your Savior. Rest your soul on what he did at the cross for you. Claim the blood and be saved. Don't go home tonight without Jesus. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. God's people are praying. I make a simple invitation. If there's one gathered in this meeting tonight, man, woman, boy, girl, and you say, Preacher, I know not Jesus as my Savior, but I'd love to be saved and loosed and washed from my sin. Maybe there's someone who's wandered away from the Lord and you say, I'd love to come back. Get right with God. As God's people are praying, friend. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's the desire of your heart and you mean that, friend, let the preacher know about it. Just slip that hand above your head that I'll see it. Anywhere in this gathering tonight, just raise that hand toward heaven. In the quietness and stillness of this gathering, preacher, lead me. Lead me to Jesus. Will you come the final invitation? O Lamb of God, I come. Heavenly Father, by thy Holy Spirit, speak on in this meeting house. As men and women go to leave their seat and make their way out into the night, O God, speak on. Let not one die in their sin, but save them. For Jesus' sake. Amen. We're here to help you, friend. If there's someone here tonight and God has spoken to your heart and you say, I couldn't get my hand up, but I'd love to be saved, or backslider, I'd love to be restored. I'm here to help you. I'd not be running away. I'd gladly open God's book and show you God's way of salvation. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming to God's house. But, oh, friend, don't miss Jesus. Don't miss the Savior. Come to him. Amen.